you uh, ready to go, Sean? Or you're the host. <laughs> I was just watching it, watching it go to recording, and I was trying to see, you know, if it was going to be good or not. Uh, all right, so uh, I'm Sean. I'm here with uh, Luke, Real Jesse, Steve, Fake Jesse, Tyson, and our lovely, beautiful editor, Colin. Producer, editor, I don't know, whatever, whatever he is. Um, this is going to be the Campfire Passport podcast number two. Uh, today, we're going to talk about our Albor Desert trip, which is my birthday trip. Uh, and everybody is so gracious to come along on an amazing adventure that Colin makes for us. Um, he plans an amazing route, usually. We'll get into that. Uh, this year, this year the, uh, the route was way different. It was, uh, it was really cool. Um, we took this completely different way, uh, which we'll kind of dig into a little bit as well. We made it, which uh, was surprising, especially from the middle. Um, and yeah, I think that uh, we can all kind of dig into how we all uh, had fun and, and didn't have fun on the trip. Uh, the first thing that I was going to bring up is that there was a lot of mud, which was super surprising. Um, to everybody, I think. Afterwards, we pretty much all realized that there is no reason that it should have been surprising because we were at high elevation with a bunch of snow melt and rising temperatures. And it wasn't really cold and it wasn't really hot, but it was just enough that every single thing on the ground was saturated, which was terrible. Uh, if Mike Palmer was here, we would tag him in as number one contributor to the mud story. But since the number one stuck guy isn't here, we'll go to number two stuck. If you guy, say it's me, which is going to be God. Jesse. Yeah, it's going to be real Jesse, and it's mainly because Jesse didn't only get stuck; he got stuck at the first night's campground. Oh, it wasn't level. on his own, so far out of the track that no one could even get him out. There was just. Him, stuck, broken max track, very, <laughs> angry. very, very angry. Instead of grumpy Jesse this time, it, it was, was angry, angry Jesse. Jesse. So, yeah, why, why don't so, you run us through So that? we can start how back that, at the very happen? beginning, where we had, what, Mike had been stuck a couple times, Tyson got stuck a couple times. By Tyson got stuck a couple times, I mean Tyson a couple, Mike about five <laughs> to seven. And we were finally at the spot where we were thinking we were going to camp, and I am last in line. And we uh, Mike gets stuck up there. Then I go to pull out Tyson from getting stuck in Mike Hole. And Tyson makes it up. Then I finally make it up to the top. Everybody's almost already set up. Mike's set up. Steve's set up. Steve's cooking. Uh, Lucas set up. So I finally get parked at direction of Anna says, all right, go park there. We want to be away so we don't um, bug anybody with Emmy's voice or, or uh, Emmy crying at night or whatever. So I kind of get parked, realize the wind is blowing in the wrong direction and the ground's kind of saturated. I want to turn around and kind of situate myself a little more, get about 25 feet into it and sink. <laughs> Just down to the ground and that was the straw that broke the camel's back for the day and that's when i go from grumpy to just straight up angry oh wait hey it's been three minutes i can say now I'm fucking pissed off <laughs> 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 and everybody has the wherewithal to say you know what i'm not going to go near jesse I, I understand that um probably should just leave him alone let him get out of this hole that he's dug and four holes. My truck goes from manageable dirty to now just covered. It is it is horrible. So now trying to set up camp in the mud on my truck with an angry child who wants food that I can't cook for right now because my truck is in disarray and I can't get anything out. So yeah. Getting uh, stuck. That was completely terrible. Ruined my first night, and I kept my grumpy ass away from the campfire and uh, went to bed early. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to defend me getting stuck several times. 
the the first time yeah absolutely i was a little too close to the edge of a hill that got a little hairy thank you to sean for pulling me away from that edge pulling me off the edge but uh subsequently the Man, uh that, the holes i'll tell scary. you uh, the wife was scared more than i was um we were pointed in the right direction which was good but uh yeah it could have gone sideways pretty quick literally and figuratively it went a little bit sideways and i like that's the one situation that i feel like is the sketchiest as soon as you're on a hill and you start getting slippy whether it's snow or mud we never do mud but this time it was mud that's the time that sketches me out i I don't have any problem with rock stuff or you know whatever whatever other thing that we've done or that we do when we're just doing normal wheeling but that moment was like oh my god i have to get as close to the ditch as i can because i don't want tyson to pull me off of the cliff (laughs) yeah that was easily going to be worst case scenario uh, and maybe it's blissful ignorance on my part, but so glad that um, it was uneventful. But every other time I got stuck was because um, glorious Mike in his 10,000 pound motorhome uh, dug some nice big holes for us. He is going to absolutely yeah. Mike, hate Mike this. got big hole. <laughs> oh, yeah. We could just preface this with Mike's hole is horrible. And we're going to talk Mike's, about it a Mike's lot. Dirty deep holes. <laughs> oh man, it's okay, Mike. We all we all still love you, even though you have a big dirty deep hole. <laughs> well, in Jesse and Tyson's defense, both of them had to pull me out. <laughs> oh, I did oh. watch you get stuck on flat uh, ground. That was pretty fun. Yeah, I mean, you'd be at well. Again, and it's coming to mind now in that all of those areas where we pulled off the trail to, to find some level ground, all of that had snow on top of it within days before we had been on top of it. So all of it looked dry was only looked dry and right underneath the surface was six inches of mud. Yeah, it was the most saturated ground, I think, that I've ever driven on, especially that spot where you got stuck in the flat, where everybody pulled off after I got stuck, which was the first time I've ever been stuck in mud. Again, not that we do it all the time, so not that I have a lot of opportunity to get stuck in mud, but since I decided to be an idiot and make a different trail, I got very, very stuck. And luckily we had Mike's behemoth of a motorhome there for me to winch off of because that was pretty much the mm-hmm. way out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the one time it came the in blessing yeah. and a curse. <laughs> oh, also, <laughs> shout out to Mike on this again because he's the one that told me, hey, Sean, you should buy these silly rubber boots because they're on sale. And I said, no way. And then I got stuck in two feet of mud. Yeah, how many of us bought those rubber boots? <laughs> and you didn't have your silly rubber boots? No. I would have given much more than the $20 sale boot <laughs> price to have them in that moment. <laughs> you know, I did go to a certain farm supply store that uh, he mentioned uh, over the weekend, and they're still on sale. I thought about picking up a pair. Well, they're always on sale because the aforementioned farm store... <laughs> We have that account for that you can use said account to buy and purchase at a discounted It's a rate. discount that, can we get... from the on-sale price. Yes. Do they actually they... discount sale prices? <laughs> no, not sale prices. Um, just... You got me excited for a second. Just... <laughs> they don't pay me. I just say shit. <laughs> hey, I haven't said their name yet. <laughs> Uh, Not a sponsor. Right. Yeah. So Luke, or uh, sorry, Colin, Colin's rig did exceptionally well in the mud. He broke trail the whole time, which I think in mud terms means he hadn't broken through most of the way, but uh, I did see it struggle a little bit and it, it made it out. In fact, it made it out of the holes that I made from getting Mm -hmm. super stuck. So that was, uh, that was kind of a nice little takeaway for him. Uh, Had he not, his bump stops. 
still did pretty well for <laughs> limited travel. Yeah, yeah, it uh, it was pretty it was pretty good. It was impressive. It also was a lot cleaner than a lot of the rigs, and I think I don't know if it's just because the tires are <laughs> under the fenders or what, but or just the color. I'm not sure. That that might be a color thing because <laughs> I mean, that thing was it was pretty dirty. It was no uh, it was no Robert Foster JK clean. But oh it was, man, <laughs> yeah, it was definitely. But it also wasn't a Jesse dirty. We talk about we just bring up rookie of the year now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the the other thing that happened that was awesome is that Luke showed up. So now we can talk about Luke and how he did, which was fine because he has a gladiator with big tires and all the cool overlanding bits. <laughs> well, I mean, it has a one inch lift and thirty seven, so it's not like a bunch of weird. It's it's the uh, the diesel and being able to keep it in second gear. It's really hard to get tires spinning fast, so it doesn't really get stuck. Um, but yeah, it was uh, almost impossible to keep my mouth shut last time we were uh, on this little thing because I was really here to like <laughs> gather some intel. <laughs> um, <laughs> But not and talk about uh, your Datsun. Tell you any, yeah, and talk about my Datsun. Uh, and not really give away any hints. So you guys are like, what'd you do to your cars? And I'm like, mm, nothing. Um, <laughs> yeah, it worked out great. Uh, how yeah. long of a drive is that, Luke? Like 15, uh, 16 hours? I think it's like 15, 16 hours, yeah. I, so I went from here to Winnemucca. And I probably could have gone all the way to Fields the first night. Um, cause I left here at like 6am. So I still had daylight for like a while in Winnemucca when I got there and I texted Colin and was like, all right, well I'm in Winnemucca, like just sit in a hotel cause I didn't really feel like camping in that area cause it's all gold mines and shit and not a lot of public land in that area. Um, and, uh, so yeah, just kind of hung out there and waited for him to like finalize like timeline details and stuff colin and i had been texting back and forth about this for like the last i don't know month and a half and um just thought it would be fun to surprise everybody uh and i know colin likes to build surprises into those trips and i thought it would be uh fun to jump in on that with with uh, him so yeah it was a it was a big surprise well, I will say that yes, was a indeed. god dang good surprise. Yeah, I think it went away as a huge success, I think. I was very uh, very excited the whole time. I wish Eileen could have come with us, but uh, otherwise, uh, I'm very, very happy about how everything went. So Yeah, and how uh, that was your first uh, time with your new diesel heater, and then, like, second time in your GFC? I mean, unbranded camper tent thing? Uh, third time, third time camping in the GFC. Uh, first time with the diesel heater, that's actually the first time it even started the diesel heater. A little, like I barely took it out of the box before I left. Um, uh, diesel heater's awesome. Love that. And <laughs> yeah. I wish Jesse could see Yeah, Jesse, same, how's yours? I see his face right now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and the GFC, the setup takes like 10 seconds to have like a working operating tent setup, and it's uh that's good yeah I'm very, i was very really happy with it, so um otherwise i like i i was gonna say otherwise i did some like little things the week before we left to uh like get a little better organized with um like a different cooking setup and being able to like hang stuff off of the internal bars on the gfc so i can get stuff up out of the way that's like easy to access don't have to dig through the drawers or whatever to get to it so like that's kind of prep work we did and it all worked out really well. Nice. I thought uh, I wanted a diesel heater real bad once I saw yours. I was very excited because I was so cold. And then Jesse's mm -hmm. seemed to have failed miserably, which didn't really turn me. But once I got home, I realized I use my heater like twice a year. And so mm -hmm. while I was going to check out with the diesel heater in my cart, I thought, Maybe this is not the smartest use of this money. Maybe I should wait for a second. <laughs> because one cold time does not mean that I need it. I think it'd be awesome, but... Well, and that's, like, we're, where we're camping, even in July, if you're camping at, you know, 10,000, 11,000 feet in the mountains up here, 
um, it can be 80, 85 in the day and, you know, below freezing at night is not really out of the realm of possibility for us. So, um, I think we'll get a lot of use out of it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, since I assume that at some point, someday, someone who is not in our entire group of friends, uh, or immediate group of fan, or friends listens to this, we should clarify that Luke lives in Denver and the rest of us live oh, in yeah, Oregon. Oh, yeah, by the way. Minor details. Which, which, you know, he doesn't just live in some magical place that's only over 10,000 feet. He just lives in Denver. Yeah. So, uh, so Jesse, what this happened with that heater? Camping. I would like to defend my diesel heater a little bit because I know Mike is going to come back in here and say drunkenly i told you to clean it 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 (laughs) um he did tell me to clean it (laughs) all right moving on um but i did a little more i did a little more digging and what happens in those if you run those things on low all the time like you would in a tent they do get a lot of buildup and you do need to service them at least once a year, especially if you're going to run it on low for two to three camp trips. Um, I stand by it. The diesel heater, the dry heat is super super sweet. So it wouldn't have been a waste of money. Yeah, I mean, it seems like a game changer in general. Like, overall, it seems great. I think, like, this trip specifically, the thing that got me was that I had decided, oh, yeah, first night, I'm getting a diesel heater. This is happening. Luke's setup is perfect. I'll just get a smaller one. Um, I'm thinking about it all night. As I'm, like, really comfy with my three blankets and my little propane heater. And then I wake up in the morning, and I'm really comfortable. And there's no heat on, and everything is perfect. And then the next night, <laughs> I did not use the heater, and I used my three blankets, and everything was perfect. And I went, huh, I'm still going to buy one of these. (laughs) I came home and I was, no, 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 this is, this is stupid. Well, and I, part of it too, like if it's Eileen and I, um, if it's, you know, unless it's like below 30, we really don't use, like we didn't use the propane heater either. Like we're fine. Um, But with me by myself and the nature of that GFC is there's a lot of airflow underneath of the sleeping pad. Um, even with the tent sides or with the, you know, with the oh, canopy sides down and everything, there's still a lot of airflow there that's naturally cold because it's in a metal box. Um, yeah. it's, it's just a different environment. But then also the other thing was um, when I went to sleep, I turned it off. Um, I would have I would have woke up melting mm-hmm. had I left it on all night. It wasn't really an option. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. It's it, it's pretty warm. I was surprised at how warm it got. It warmed my hands up super quick, um, which was really nice. And I mean, we do that a lot time, or a lot of times too, where we preheat the tent yeah. and then turn it off, and that's fine. Um, and that's what we did that first night, anyways. Um, mm-hmm. But the um, with all that space, I always think, man, in like a GFC or a you know sportsmobile or something where you've got a ton of space, I always think oh, I'd be really nice or like Mike's camper, for example, to have a thermostat and have it turn on and off. But it turns out, for whatever reason, with Mike's mm-hmm. setup, it, and if he was here, he could probably help explain it more. But it seemed like that didn't work well. Like it, it didn't really regulate properly. Since I have the diesel heater that was in Mike's uh, cam- camper, I can tell you that it doesn't regulate very well. <laughs> it's on or off. Yeah, that's a weird thing. I think mine has a thermostat, but it, but the little thing isn't remote. I just have like a little. Mine comes with like a little key fob, and it's basically mm-hmm. just on or off. Um, it has like high and low settings if you like dig into the little control panel. But I was like, whatever. I'm just all I'm doing is preheating the tent, so on off works fine for me. Is it decipherable? Because I know that the one that Jesse has now. I remember looking at the control panel the first time Mike turned it on and. I was helping him cycle it, and he's like, is it on? And I said, I have no idea. I can't tell. It's There's green on one side. I'm not yeah. sure. <laughs> That's about where I'm at. I turned it on. There was some like indecipherable language on the uh, display panel, and I, but it started making noise like it was starting. And I was like, well, and then it started blowing out hot air, and I was like, okay, this is, this is good. So is Praise this the a reason to learn Chinese? 
Yeah, I think Chinese is also pretty hard to display in like uh, uh, what are those like it's like the predator's wristband. Like... It looks like that, except you're trying yeah, to program a diesel heater. Okay, <laughs> is it going to blow up or is it uh, you know going to get hot? <laughs> One way it's going to get warm. It's counting. Uh, who's to say? No, it's counting down. <laughs> So I, I will say, to, to, yes, the displays are freaking horrible, and it's so hard to just if you, it, it's not intuitive. You have to do a little research, but fortunately, there is a massive group of people on YouTube that have messed with these things, and they figure out all the different settings. So you can figure out. You just got to probably spend about three hours watching videos on YouTube of. Aussies and Americans living in vans. Nope. Be I didn't do that. <laughs> I took it out of the box. Yeah, you did the van thing. Like, <laughs> I buy things. I make go, right? <laughs> I don't have any problem researching it, but I can't no, watch it's videos to do that. Uh, I, I noticed when I was doing the editing for uh, Lauren's diesel heater install, when he goes and like gives the rundown on how to use the control panel that it came on, like instantly he's pushing the button and it the numbers are going down, but the temperature is going up according to what he was doing. Like he was turning it up and the numbers cycled downward. And I in in my head I'm just that this this makes no sense. This is reverse. I don't know why mm -hmm. it would go down and that would make the heat turn up. I, I would get so confused doing that in the middle of the night trying to turn something. So it's like the off. guy who was in charge of the controls in Independence Day on the alien ship. <laughs> yes. Yes. The reverse. Yeah. yeah. I know it's a reach. I know it's a reach, but that yeah. is a forward is reverse. It's quite a journey to get to that reference, but I like it. Well, that just means we've had two. Well, if you so... if you guys don't watch it annually, I know. We, we generally have a, a 4th of July trip, and the, the premise of this podcast being kind of outdoors, camping and stuff, our 4th of July trip doesn't always incorporate Independence Day, but it is a national It probably should. should. Yeah. I mean... One of us is bringing a projector this year. Yeah, maybe we need to get Mike to bring the projector and put a sheet on the side of his <laughs> RV so we on can his watch it. Do it, Mike. <laughs> I did get one of those uh, like uh, 625 yeah. classic games uh, device. Oh yeah, from my uh, auxiliary port on my truck. So now I just need to find a uh, like a mobile screen, or uh, I'm hoping I can tap into the VGA port uh, on my Tacoma screen and possibly be able to do like an anytime reverse button that just would bypass it and go to the little basically to play mario or con really gets to play con well sean's a former expert in in-car audio and visual i don't know of anything like that for the tacoma although what year is yours is yeah like well jesse doesn't the front didn't your uh, anytime front camera that you tried to do isn't that just a vga port yeah so it RCA. it's a uh, incorporation of a couple different relays and a switch with a vga output and uh yeah or our input so the screens will do VGA, but they won't carry the sound. So at some point, I'd have to uh, send the sound to a different one. And don't those VGA mm. ports, there are three, so two are for sound and one is for video, correct? Because that's a that's the stereo sound plus the video. So it's the just video. the video of the VGA. Mm -hmm. And then you yeah. play your sound through your screen. I never thought about that, yeah. but that's I'd a great just, idea. Just get rid of my front camera. Go into a Game Boy. <laughs> Yep. Well, I don't know about you, Jesse, but I have a front camera, and I thought it was going to be the coolest thing in the world, and all it's good for is parallel parking. But it is great at parallel parking, um, but it's stupid off-road, because <laughs> I can't decipher any sort of anything. It's just, I know it's there, I know there are rocks, and I think that I might hit them in the right spot, but I can get that information much clearer by looking straight ahead, as opposed to pointing yeah, at my Yeah, or screen. rolling down your window and looking down yourself i yeah. mine 
I can see the front toe hooks in the peripheral of the camera. So That's nice. I have reference points. It's pretty great. I had mine set pretty dang good to where both of the buttons on the left and right of my screen are actually my tires. But the problem is, is that I made the mistake of paying somebody to change my oil and they took that oh. skid plate off to get to my oil and they Everything ripped off. the wires that, um, that flipped the screen. So now everything's backwards and upside down <laughs> on my front camera. Inverted. That was inverted. So usually yes. those just have a little loop. Uh, yeah, it's might... just a loop. It they ripped them off. Oh, like all the way off the camera. All the way off the camera. So I have oh. to buy a new camera. It used yeah. to work, but now it's just like I don't. I, I, I don't know. It's you got priority. a lube tech, it's not an auto audio visual tech there. What is this access Dude. patch on this, on this skid plate for? It can't be for the Man, oil. This right. skid plate won't come off. Better pull harder. <laughs> Yeah, I I paid I paid somebody sixty dollars to <laughs> ruin my front camera and cross thread a bolt oh, on my awesome. skid plates. I because I have two skid plates. At so least it wasn't the oil. I will say this name. I will never ever go to Valvoline again. Yeah, you hear that Valvoline? <laughs> I just won't pay any. Ever- well, Every there goes a potential sponsor. It's terrible because that one Which brings us yeah. to our next advertisement. God. <laughs> the first paid ad is... We'll let the record show that Valvoline... <laughs> does not condone this message. <laughs> yeah. Fuck them. God damn it. I'm still fucking bitter about it. Point mm. is, they changed the oil. <laughs> That's true. And they yeah. didn't strip your drain plug. Yeah. Everything else questionable. No, but yeah, they you paid def- them to do something. You didn't pay them not Not even to questionable. Do <laughs> That's right, Luke. He got what he paid and for. More. The extra stuff uh, was extra. Why, I don't know why you guys are taking their sides. This is hurting my feelings. <laughs> That's nice. Uh, we talked about all the mud, which was the biggest awful thing that happened. Um, and then again, I got to say it was a cool trail, so we shouldn't, I'm not going to dog on it too bad. Um, but the mud was like the worst part about it, obviously. Um, I was trying to think of, as I was sitting up preparing for this today, I was trying to think of the other things that happened. Like what else was there? To be honest, Uh, the big one that I could, (laughs) yeah, the biggest one to get out to the Alvord, like thinking about it today, that drive across the Alvord never felt better plus no that was the best timing was immaculate but i pulled in there going we fucking made it and it was it was a yeah. it was an overwhelming <laughs> feeling of of uh i i literally never got out there and went i i, I this is this is this is it this is amazing we're here we fucking yeah. did it it was definitely accomplishment uh the the thing I was going to go to, though, is the only other thing that I could remember was right before we made it gloriously to the Alvor Desert Playa, uh, Tyson had some drama. When did that start? When did you start having an issue? You know, I don't remember exactly when it happened, but I noticed that my battery light, just its cute little red outline of a battery that never, ever shows up unless, you know, just ignitions on, engines off, happened to light up. Again, just noticed it out of nowhere, and uh, everything was running fine. I have an app for my auxiliary battery that tells me what the active voltage that it's charging at is, so I'm looking at that app, and it's reading 13 point, I think it was 13.17, just over 13 volts. Everything seemed fine. Kept driving. And maybe an hour and a half, two hours of that, car started to misfire. Uh, At that point, got on the radio and said, we're having a problem. Uh, We're going to ride it as far as we can go. Shortly after, it misfired to the point where I was losing significant power and and just pulled over and uh, grabbed my voltmeter, 
if you don't have one of those in your kit, have one of those in your kit and confirm alternators not charging anything. So uh, our good buddy Jesse just happened to uh, pack an extra battery. No one knows why. And uh, it was the exact size that my Nissan Xterra takes. Group size 24. Threw that in, got us to the playa. Everything seemed to work out okay. Uh, turned out just alternator had some shit in it. Cleared the shit out of it somewhere. Going 80 on the playa and everything's fine. I know why I had the battery. It's because Raw Dog wanted you to have it for <laughs> X Terry Cruise. <laughs> Raw Dog's a smart man. Yeah. Yeah. Vibrations can knock plates loose, and uh, I wouldn't be surprised yeah, if this yeah, happened. Uh, Some fluke. Like, we were so close. Everything was so cool. And then all of a sudden, Tyson was like, I'm going to pull over. Uh, I have a problem. Like, oh no! I try to take pride in, in the only vehicle with, aside from getting stuck, being probably the most stock, uh, you know, most reliable, right? Most stock, most reliable. But yeah, this time, surprise, had a a battery just take a dump. So that was a little bit of a bummer. But again, our hero Jesse with his magic battery that fits he decided to bring my battery's not working <laughs> awesome. so hot i'm gonna bring another one never have to use it and here we go <laughs> yeah that's a hundred percent success rate yeah i mean that was great uh I, was there anything else that happened colin did you have anything from up front oh we had the tree there was a tree in the middle of the road, so Colin got to use yeah. his new winch because it's new because it's on the new vehicle that he bought. Um, but then it didn't work. <laughs> no, no, we pulled down the we tree pulled down the anchor tree. Yeah, yeah. it was so strong. with yeah. the tree that was down. <laughs> the tree thing, I think, while we were doing it, was like, oh, this is kind of fun. We're doing a thing. And then I realized a little bit later that we spent like probably a good hour to 90 minutes doing that. Yep. And all of a sudden we're all like noticing that like, oh, it's like five o'clock yep. and we're still not on the main road yet. Like that really contributed to, I think a lot, like it definitely contributed to my like anxiety. Oh yeah. There was definitely some fatigue there. And that was got to remember yeah. too, like, you know, we got a mile up the road maybe or whatever. And that's where that turn mm. happened that that we couldn't pass and I got stuck yeah. and then we spent whatever, another hour or half an hour at least messing around with that and then backing the entire way down, uh, which was terrible. <laughs> Man, I was one back and forth trip from the garage to the truck of not bringing the chainsaw. Cause I was like, Oh, Jesse will have a chainsaw. <laughs> he always brings a chainsaw. Yeah. Nope. nope. I brought the I brought the sawzall with the arbor, arbor blade. It, it worked once we finally decided to pull it out. Yeah, yeah, that was the thing. Nobody, we decided that we were going to make this elaborate snatch scenario to pull this tree <laughs> out of the road, and then a half an hour later, we we're like, you know what, we should just cut this thing. Oh. I, I don't think that was a we. I think that was a Mike. Once again, oh. that came in because he was, oh, we'll just get a snatch and we'll put it over here on this and we'll pull it backwards because we don't want to pull it against the limbs and uh, and gave all of these reasonings and everybody was just like, okay. <laughs> and that's what we did. Mike when, clearly knows what he's doing. Here. I'll, I'll admit, I was excited. I was really excited to see that tree come out of the road just perfectly towards the anchor tree. Yeah. It was going to be, gonna be awesome. beautiful. Yeah. All sound logic, but anchor tree just but, didn't. Yeah, work. it didn't work. No, no. Yeah, the anchor tree was the real disappointment <laughs> of the trip. That was, it was dead standing. Yeah, elbow. yeah. That's that's surprising. For a second, I thought it was going down. <laughs> there was a moment where I was like, "Nope, that thing's not going to live through this at all." I think it's already dead, so I'm not going to say that it's. Yeah, we also know this. At least we didn't kill another tree. Well, 
the same soil that we were driving off of was the same soil that that tree was sitting yeah. in. So therefore, it's a thick yeah. stew, a porridge. Yeah, most, yeah. Um, that was the the other thing I, want, I wanted to talk about. Um, I'm just, I was trying to remember if we went over the actual location last time. Like we kind of touched on it, we said it, but I don't know if we actually talked about what we did, where we went, why we went there. Um, so I don't want to rant too much or rave too much, but the, uh, the trip is that, that yearly trip that we do. It's always our season opener. It's always a little shaky with weather. Sometimes it's awesome. Sometimes it's terrible. And we take this trip to the Alvord desert specifically in Southeastern Oregon every year, uh, at the same time, which is my birthday. Um, and it's just the coolest place in the world. There's nobody out there. It's the best place. And, and really, the Alvord Desert is a giant dry lake bed, uh, playa. And it's usually, by that time, dried up. And it was this time, too. It was actually really, really nice on the playa itself until Sunday morning. But um, what Colin does for us every year that's really cool, I think, is he takes us on a different route. And last year was a huge year. We did Black Rock Desert. Um, which is like an extension of the same area that's in, is that actually Nevada right there? Yeah, it is. Yes. It's, it's Nevada. Northern Nevada. Um, mm -hmm. And so it, uh, and that's like a huge area, Nevada. Or Nevada. Uh, that's a huge area that's really cool. Um, Colin, can you, do you mind running through your logic of how you got us there this year to make it kind of special, but not as big as, as last time? Uh, really, it started with, um, I have seen a couple of roads and past trips that we drive past. Curiosity got the best of me, and I started searching to see if any of those roads went anywhere that looked interesting, basically. And I found a couple that did go through, um, and looked like it would kind of come through some kind of cool... Uh, land areas basically and just tried to link things together so that we could come in from a, a different direction because I mean we've we've gotten to the Alvord you know the bog standard way we've come in from Heart Mountain we've come in from Rome uh, it's so it's just something that I wanted to try a new direction entirely basically and so that's why we came in from that side went and saw the uh, P French round barn which is kind of cool I didn't even know it was there uh, until like the very end stages of planning the route it was like a oh well here's the paved road to get to the gravel road I want to take and kind of in the planning to get a meetup spot for Luke I happened across it and it was pretty funny because Luke sent me a text right after I had happened across it and said so you think in round barn at X time and I said and I said yeah that's what I was looking at <laughs> it was exactly as we logged off from the last podcast I texted you and said Pete Branch Round Barn at 2.30. And you said, yeah, that works. <laughs> <laughs> or that's exactly what I was thinking. Because two months ago, you were like, oh, well, I have a new route I've been trying to plan, but it's from, like, the north. Um, and so I've spent, like, the last two months at, on, like, all three of the different apps I use for, like, off-road mapping, looking at, like, different areas and stuff. And I was like, I'll bet this is kind of where he's coming. And the, I had drawn out the map I thought we were going to take. And we were, like, one route north of the one I thought we were going to take. And the one I thought we were going to take would have taken us to probably 7,500 feet. So it's good we didn't take that one because it's probably a lot more, lot worse conditions. Um, but, yeah, I, uh, I came to a very similar conclusion. And then once we got off the last podcast, I was like, I know exactly where you're going. <laughs> pretty funny. But. Yeah. I spent a little bit of time after the podcast too, looking at like the Onyx map and trying to figure out how we could get through the way that Colin mentioned we were going to get through. And I had a couple, I actually had the spot up to the, um, 
uh, up to the observatory or the uh, fire station, whatever you want to call it, fire observatory, fire um, that I had looked at a couple of times. And I was like, can you get on the other side of this at all? And then I saw a road there. And anyways, uh, that's that's where we went. But I didn't put it all together. That was a pretty, uh, very pretty canyon dropping in out of that, down into that lake. Uh, lake was that Lake Man? No, Man yeah. Lake. Man was later down the ground. That was road. a different lake. That Man is, Lake. It's like I will tell you. I thought it was Man Lake, but it's Man Lake. Luke's looking yeah, it up. I'm looking it up. Hey Luke, why don't you look Man that up for Luke. us? I'm looking it up for you. Yeah, Jamie, look it up. Man Lake is further south. That was Ten Cent Lake was on the north side of us. Ten Cent. Yeah. Then, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Juniper Lake. Hackerman's on it. Yeah, where we came through was between the two, right? Yeah. 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 It was ten? Yeah, it was Ten Cent Lake. Where we could have gone left would have been the north side of Ten Cent Lake. The one that we decided did not drive across. Yeah. Well, man, I was so. Yeah, I would have liked to have seen one of us try. Yeah, no, to run, no. To be honest. I wanted to. I was so far behind you guys that I, I heard it. I was I listened to what was going on, but we were in the back, and I got to the spot where there was like a T in the road, and I thought, I know they said not to go left, but I can see mm-hmm. the gravel road. And they're screwing around with this pit over here on the right. Maybe I just drive through the lake. It doesn't look that bad. <laughs> but then I thought, Sean, Robert's behind me. That's probably not a good idea. Because I yeah, know yeah. Actually, the jeep, uh, the jeep can ford up to to forty two <laughs> inches of water. So yeah, Robert would Robert have, would have been fine <laughs> with 30, 31 inch tires, forty two uh-huh. inches of water. Oh. Yeah, that and <laughs> <laughs> that is our rookie driver of the. I mean, I'm going to call it of the year. Yeah, I don't dude. know if anybody can stock JK everybody thirty one and do that well. <laughs> And for the record, Jesse's probably going to say 100%. this. Hundred percent. For for background, yeah, he's a pilot. He's a he's pilot, also, and he did that so, well. Sorry, Robert, a terrible driver, which is hilarious. Yes, thank you. Bucky is the worst. You put him on a freeway, he is horrible. There's no lines in the sky, you know, Colin. I'm I'm learning how to fly, and uh, have you if you've ever driven an airplane, I can understand why he's so bad at driving a car. Because <laughs> driving an airplane on the ground is guys really give him sketchy. a break. If he's on Don't the ground, generally things are either really bad or just getting started. Oh. <laughs> Seems like it. You uh, just pray he's wonder, good at driving I'd an airplane <laughs> for about a mile and a half. And, I, and Robert's behind me driving. I watched him turn around as I'm in reverse and just watching him laugh at me for the entire time as I'm in reverse for what seemed like, let's just say two miles. Okay. Let's just say two miles driving in reverse past the tree that we cut down and moved out of the way. <laughs> it was, that was something else. I wonder, so I was going to get into, we talked about all the mud and the cleaning. Yeah. I was going to talk about like rigs yeah. next and how they, how they did and how they're like, what's broken and what's not. Uh, but all I can think about now is how's Robert is, did he just like wash off some mud and go to work the next day? <laughs> like, I, I don't understand how a stock JK can just be like that. Yeah. Fuck that guy. Seriously. Fuck that guy. Stock JK. I mean, well, yeah, for the most part, stock JK with some Bilstein 5100s and tires inside his wheel wells. Just goes through a car wash, goes to work the next day, doesn't fucking care. I hate it. It's so irritating. That's the other thing. He can just he can just take his roof boxes off and go yeah. into a car wash, like through a car wash, an automated one. Yeah. Well, the rest of us idiots are pressure washing all this shit off. He's just going yeah. through the car wash. Some of us have to make a one minute and 15 second Instagram reel on how to wash off your goddamn car. You don't have to do that. <laughs> well, you don't have to do that, but hey, no. I mean, somebody asked. <laughs> it worked out. I was really hoping you might go like semi-viral for that. Like I was really hoping that was going to be the next TikTok sensation I, really quick. I've gotten more views on that video than I ever have on the collective <laughs> sum of every video. 
Well, it needs to be reshared on the on the page. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Colin, do you have a, a campfire passport TikTok? Because I think that's I, where it should go. I I do, but I have not used it <laughs> yeah. at all. It's 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 I, I I secured the name. I secured the bag, as they say. Uh, but I have not I, I have not made any posts on there yeah. or anything. <laughs> I just like the apprehension that is like, yeah, I know what TikTok is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I got it. Oh. <laughs> TikTok. Uh, so we got the URL. There you go. That's good. Uh, so Colin has collapsed leaf springs, right? That's that's your your rig thing. Uh, any progress there? Uh, <laughs> I my. Oh wait, you took springs. the stuff out, and now they're not collapsed anymore. Yeah. Well, yeah, they're just very soft. Like, yeah, very soft. So, yeah, so because they were so soft and I was riding on the bump stop on the passenger side rear for most of the trip, if not all of it, uh, it actually bent the extended mount uh, out and away from where it's supposed to be, almost touched the tire, so... That's cool that it didn't end up running into the tire for the whole drive home or anything. Um, but I have Deavers on the way. They were supposed to be here today. Uh, and they're ship they shipped them in five boxes, I think. And for some reason, I, I was supposed to get them today. And then I got a bunch of updates saying that they were delayed. And then I came home to a box on the doorstep that was my U-bolts. Uh, just, just those. <laughs> but, but the springs are, eh, I don't know, they're somewhere. I, I was very confused when you said five box. I was really confused <laughs> for a four moment. There's four leaf springs. Yeah. Is it two springs in five boxes? Oh, okay. okay. I feel like Deaver maybe has a warehousing issue, possibly, or can consolidate. Hey man, no one wants to work anymore. You know how it goes. <laughs> oh god. Yeah, I don't either. Go. This is a camping podcast, not political. Stop. <laughs> no, no, it's not political. I'm just saying I don't I don't fucking want to work. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I think we collectively agree none of us yeah, want to work. Yeah. Anymore. No, buy our podcast. We're, we're our doing Patreon. this shit for free. Come on, people. Please. Donate. <laughs> <laughs> you have to pay. We're going to pay Colin that's right. for this. Oh, we got to yeah. yeah. Yeah, everything comes so out. So follow of the link to our GoFundMe page as well, Colin. Yeah. Remember to like su- like subscribe and yeah, smash that like button. <laughs> yeah. Uh Jesse, was there any sustaining damage from you're getting stuck in the mud or is everything <laughs> fine? I don't think I mean there was no other like Colin's Yeah, Jesse has a fog light. I don't think any other things cool. happened really. Uh, my fog light was my wait, wait, oh, yeah. my fog lights out. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, fog lights yeah. still out. Yeah. Oh, I do have an update on that. Um, so laser gun <laughs> four hundred. Remember in the last podcast we had talked about how I had fucked up and realized I wired everything wrong and I just haven't fixed it yet, and so I had bought the other ones in return, and I was going to return the others because whatever amazon i didn't return them on time <laughs> so i have an extra set of laser gun 400 if anybody would like some reverse uh, or uh, rear dust lights uh uh-uh, uh uh-uh. lasers don't go in reverse they only go forward <laughs> you're out <laughs> you're out <laughs> they only half go anyways a tail gunner, tail gunner no, I need some thing. forward blasters. Give me those laser guns. Yeah, not on the on uh, uh, attack ship there, Wars, Steve. They put some laces on the sides and do some aerial spin moves and take out some ties. But, All right. I'm, and on the bottom. I'm t- last time I saw an A10, it doesn't have a Vulcan cannon on the rear end. Yeah, it seems like no, but an AC-130 is. <laughs> That seems like it'd be real bad. <laughs> so does a B-52. We don't want to go faster. We just want to shoot and slow it down. In reverse with the plane go faster. Ed. 
That is a gunship. <laughs> Not a laser gun. Okay, this isn't the plain nerd <laughs> podcast either. Come on. Let's yeah, slow it down for Robert a second, guys. <laughs> yeah, wait, wait. Where's Robbie? Jeez. Okay, well, back to uh, vehicles. So nothing's broken. Sorry. Other than other than my ego a little bit from getting stuck that first time. And then my anger got broken a little bit the next day after Mike got stuck in that flat field after everybody blasted through. And I do feel a little bit proud after tugging his 9,000 pound ass. Oh, it's over 10. Don't you worry. Okay. 10,000 pound ass. Yeah, with with the mud, that was eleven thousand. Can I just say we did not blast through that. We all three of us at the front knew exact, or four of us knew exactly what we were in and knew we could not stop until we hit dry dirt. There was, was no stop. No stop. Yeah. Oh no no. It, I and I don't blame you at all. I just remember hearing over the radio, "I'm stuck again," <laughs> and I was straw broken, camel's back chopped in half. For the second time, did Mike do one of his signature moves where he's going and pulls up, pulls off the throttle exactly at the wrong time? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I want to default oh, that no. everyone here absolutely loves Mike <laughs> absolutely. unconditionally. But, oh, absolutely! But the the second I heard on the radio, <laughs> I'm yeah. stuck again. However. I looked in my left, in my driver's side rear view, and I saw this brown and white blur <laughs> of Jesse's Tacoma off the road, flying, probably going 50, 60 miles an hour by the time he passed me to go pull Mike out. Just in, not even a full second had gone by. <laughs> And that's when I just like got out and I I put on the dope rope and I, th- I I tossed the other end of Mike and I said, all right, put this on. We are not stopping until we hit the next group. Like we are just going to go. And he's like, all right, cool, man. <laughs> that was pretty impressive. You guys did a great job. Yeah, that, that was incredible. I, I feel like Jesse knows his good in four low at max rev. I feel like that's just he mm-hmm. just knows that now. I mean, that's where the Tacoma lives too. Yeah. Well, that's a, yeah. that's a, what is your top speed? <laughs> that's a trend low, true recipe. Uh, this is this is like just the ultimate this. at thirty sevens. What is the top speed <laughs> at four low? Um, maybe twenty five miles an hour. That's just where we were sitting. Because I no 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 no. Because we only I did not st- <laughs> no. I did not move out of second gear. No, I did not pull out of second gear because I wanted those four. high RPMs. I mean, the JK okay. with four low and what 456s in sixth gear was like 28 miles an hour yeah yeah i, I we don't get above 30 in four <laughs> lines, I swear. well what's your low range like 321 though but off the line man it's so fast i can definitely go 50 holy shit four low. i do say after all that wheeling i am looking at doing 35s on my tacoma though. hell yeah well, yeah <laughs> but without having do yeah. uh, Jesse's forward relocate? No, no. Okay, so you don't need thirty fives because we can just go right back to freaking Robert. Jesse, shut up. No, thirty sevens is what you need. You, you need, need thirty five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rookie. At- okay, I, I see. Forties. Yeah, I guess. You don't guess. need thirty five. Really you don't need thirty seven. Why stop Yes. Yeah. Gotcha. Oh my Luke, god. Luke needs to get forties, and then <laughs> just. <laughs> time yeah, yeah i finally have a really reliable jeep and, and 40s Fox, is just and really pushing 40s, the envelope that's it well it hasn't broken yet <laughs> you need to spice it up a little bit i here. know that's what i mean it hasn't yeah. broken yet <laughs> and you know with 37s at uh 2500 miles was tolerable it wasn't that bad that is a data 44 on the front right yeah okay yeah. and they're actually 30. the 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 truck axles, like, yeah. if a Dana 49 existed, that's basically what it is. All right, so you're only proving that you can put 40s on it. Yeah, aren't the JL ones, like... Yeah, the JL stuff is a little <laughs> bigger than the uh, JK stuff. And then the JL 392 is another step bigger. Yeah. And then for this year, they're doing um, five-bolt 
Davis it's got like bigger knuckles and everything, for right? For for twenty four. Um, on the Jake Jails. Cool. Yeah. Oh yeah, I saw a thing about that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Uh, I didn't break anything. Everything that I had went really well. So I got home and uh, pulled the engine out because that's yeah. the, the next logical <laughs> I hit 300,000 miles. I need a motor. I mean, it is JDM. Yeah, I so did. I've had you know, for like... Right. <laughs> yeah, I've had uh, a thing for a while that I was not convinced it would make it past 300,000 miles. So here we are, 300,000 and like 120 and pulled it out because you know it's time and you're still gonna sell that thing for what probably two thousand dollars you don't think no no it, it, there's there's 2500 <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah uh, it's gonna be five let's just call it five uh there is a market for them but it's really tricky because it doesn't seem like there's really a local market and it's really 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 heavy and really big so uh i think that i'm actually working out a just a kind of a side deal uh, with Alex at Vicarage, hopefully to just get some stuff that I need um, because he has, you know, hey, there we go. There's the shirt. Uh, he has, a, <laughs> uh, you know, a customer base that would use it. So if it goes to him and I get some things <coughs> out of it, that would be really nice for me. I need it out uh, of my garage because it's That sounds gigantic. like an opportunity for a certain uh, shop to sponsor the Campfire Passport hmm. podcast. Right. Yeah, I take it back. <laughs> Please, That's a good Alex. Idea. Brought to you by the Fit uh, Garage. Yeah. <laughs> Whose customer base are very him. smart. <laughs> <laughs> None of them okay have relocated from California and have lots of money. Cut None that. Of them. Cut that out. Cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> and if they have, <laughs> good for them. I was about to bag on them all being remote workers, but I can't do that anymore. <laughs> one of us. One of us. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's that's kind of the, the main trip stuff that I wanted to go over. That That's most of it. Um, I think the next step for the podcast is probably uh, a different group because it uh, when we originally thought up this idea, it was rotating people through. So I think most likely Colin and I will stay, and then the rest of you are kicked off the island. Um, although it, that might not be completely true, we might actually bring you know part of the same people back and then just add people in. Mike is absolutely frothing to become part of this, so um, and he is because we talked uh, about him for like half of it, so he's like at least part of it. Um, so we'll get him in here to defend himself. Um, and then I assume we'll probably have an in-between and then a pre, um, pre-camping trip podcast because the next camping trip is in June, I think, Colin? Uh, yeah, I believe next thing is going to be McGrew. July 13th through 17th. Well, I have some other ideas that yeah. maybe we can discuss it off uh, after we sign off. Sweet. Yeah, I I think that I'll be ready for McGrew. I think that'll happen. Um, I'm bringing Rhonda. We'll see. No promises. I'm not going to pull a Jesse and say, I have to bring my truck, otherwise all oh, hell will yeah. break loose. But Well, I'm of that mentality in the share, bringing the XJ on first time on 35s. Yeah. Uh, just put the Dana 44 in the back. Uh, Got to re-gear it. And yeah, I I want to take that thing and put some more dents in her. Raw dog and share sounds like a match made in heaven. I'm oh man, it. I'd watch that movie. I'm gonna have a grind kitchen by McGrew as well. Hell yeah, you're gonna do what? I'm gonna fully primed kitchen setup. What I what I what I learned Ooh. is that I need I need more kitchen space. I can't just grab three people's Coleman's and think it's gonna be enough. <laughs> it's not. I hope someone got a picture of that pancake scenario because the the three grills together was epic. It was a lot on that. Oh, I I have a full video of it, Sean. Oh, good, 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 good. Um, well, yeah, I don't know. I I should have my rig. If I don't, maybe I'll try to tag along with somebody. It's a long drive to get there. I didn't really think about that originally, but it's like 
six and a half hours Four from half. here. How long is it from the Portland? My dad actually joined me on the Magruder trip. Where does it start? It's outside of O'Brien, which is the closest place that we all know is oh, Grant's yeah. Pass. Grant, Grant's Pass. Sorry. Well, my mom lives in Brookings, so I've driven through O'Brien yeah. probably 30 Okay, times. so yeah, you know where O'Brien is at. Yeah. Yep. I broke a Nissan Titan in Cave Junction once, me and nice. Butters. <laughs> It's yeah. pretty sweet. I thought Cape Junction was the closest. O'Brien's the closest city. O'Brien's just yeah. south of that. Oh, same okay. highway. Okay. It's just backtracking to places yeah. that people might know. Grants Pass is the first, then Cape Junction, then O'Brien. Yeah. Named after the potatoes. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's in the middle of nowhere. Yes. Yes. Before we fully sign off, I do want to backtrack to one statement that we had made in our previous podcast. It was whose wife was going to get angry first. Oh no, are you? Is there an apology? (laughs) Jesse wins. When Anna was listening to the podcast, she first said, Can it be me? Am I going to get angry? Like, she got excited about it. I'm going to get angry first. And then she heard me say, it's going to be my wife. And guess what happened? <laughs> she got angry first. So. <laughs> That's manifest destiny, man. You won. 